Hi, and welcome to the Ruminate Podcast. Our intention is to, by faith, partner with the Holy Spirit and create structures of imagery where the light of God can enter and illuminate the eyes of your imagination. We want to make space for you to have experiential revelation of who He is and ruminate on the reality of His heart towards you. This is your invitation to step inside. The King is waiting. Join us as we have a conversation about the last episode and our desire to unveil the nature of God within the encounter. Hi, welcome back to the Ruminate Podcast. We're so excited to come back on with you. I'm Gabrielle. I'm Bailey. And yeah, we're looking forward to talking about that first encounter with your secret place, your space of encounter. Yeah, we're super excited to have you guys back. Hope you enjoyed walking through the first encounter. Yeah. So I just kind of want to quickly go over some of the main points of that encounter just to refresh your memory. Um, We started off just with gratitude, remembering the ways that God has already spoken to you. I think that this specifically comes from scripture that's enter into his courts with thanksgiving, into his gates with praise, into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Um, And so we wanted to just mirror that and cultivate gratitude for the times that you've already encountered God and lead you into remembering those things. The next part is Jesus knocking on the door to your heart and you letting him, him in. I thought it was fun turning the scripture on its head and saying where he tells us if we ask, seek, and knock, that we'll find him, but that he's actually asking, seeking, and knocking on the door to our heart. Right. Yeah, and creating space <laughs> where you open up the inside of you and let him in. And then actually creating your space of encounter with Jesus, imagining some landscape or place where you can immerse yourself into uh, an experience and allow Jesus to be present with you and kind of open up the eyes of your imagination, start to train you in creating internally and leaving space for Jesus to be in that place with you. So yeah, do you want to kind of talk about this encounter, Bailey, and get into what was going on here and how we came up with it? Yeah, totally. I loved this encounter, just the format and the structure of the encounter. And you probably heard Gabrielle say things like, let Holy Spirit come in. Mm -hmm. Pause, 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 pause. Like the purpose isn't to be consuming what she's saying in your mind, but engaging your spirit to act. So like in those moments you hear, let Holy Spirit come in and you're like, come Holy Spirit. Like that's what the goal at least is for the listener to respond, to have a conversation with God. We're just facilitating and helping, but the whole conversation isn't between us, Gabrielle and I, and the listener. It's, it's just to facilitate a conversation Hmm. with 
the listener and God. So just wanted to touch on those things. I think the concept of an encounter space is really cool. And it's probably something that a lot of people would refer to as a secret place. We hear this phrase or this term in Christian culture, and it's a, it's a great thing. Um, but we want to talk about uh, the, the purpose of it and why we thought it would be a great way to start this encounter, start off our podcast right. with a structure of like, okay, let's create a space that we can encounter God. Right. And it's actually really cool. I've been studying just the secret place in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it is biblical. Um, Psalm 91, 1 and 2. I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Like, I think it's interesting that we talk about having a secret place, and it's it's right in Scripture. And and. Sorry, I want to say this because I think it was something I was taught when I was growing up in church, like having a secret place with God. But it's actually in Scripture. Like I think sometimes we think of it as this cute thing that kids do. Mm-hmm. And it's actually something that God, like he says, Come, like I am your secret place. Like dwell mm-hmm. in, the, in the secret place of the most high God. Wow. And I think it's just important to really hammer this point home that it isn't just for children like it is for us today um as we as we grow up and as we continue aging and continue in in our walks with the lord expanding our secret place is super important Hmm. and i think um the last scripture that really i've we've all heard so many times but it really hit home in a different way this time it's psalm 27 4 it says here's the one thing i crave from yahweh the one thing I seek above all else. I want to live with him every moment in his house, beholding the marvelous beauty of Yahweh, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to contemplate in his temple. And I think this is just so beautiful. It literally says every moment we should be in his presence, creating creating encounter with him. Every moment we should desire to be in his presence. Like, right. what does this actually look like? Like, we hear this and we're like, yeah, that's great. But it's like every every moment of every day, we're supposed to be contemplating mm. in his temple. Even this language is imagery of like God saying, I want you in the secret place when you're in the grocery store, when right. you're in school, yeah. when you're when you're in talking with a friend. Like I think something, Gabrielle, maybe you can elaborate more on this, but one of our main goals, like one thing that we felt at least that God really revealed to us with the concept of him, like our whole podcast being center, centered around the scripture, illuminating the eyes of your heart, yeah. understanding that these encounters are actually spaces inside of us that are meant to expand and our encounters with God are actually supposed to not start and end with mm. being in your room, closing your door, but it's actually supposed to, maybe you are in your room closing your door, but an, an encounter takes place and you're carrying your encounter with you when you're at the grocery store, mm. when you're in conversations with people, creating and expanding spaces 
on the inside. And so, Gabrielle, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about this, elaborate on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that I just agree with what you're saying because I think that often it can feel like our relationship with God is limited to your prayer time, like intentional. Right now for 10 minutes, I'm speaking in tongues and then I'm praying and interceding and then I'm worshiping with music and then I walk out of the room and like have moments during the day where maybe I think about what I prayed about earlier or the moments that I encountered God, but instead actually realizing that, like Bailey said, your secret place isn't just in your room closing the door, that it's a space that's inside of you and that when you cultivate being in this space, I think I remember there being a season specifically when Bailey, you had an encounter with God and we would be talking and you would say, I'm right now in this place. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Totally. And I think that's where God actually wants us to be. Like I have, I often think my secret place, which is kind of intense, is in the throne room of God. Imagining (laughs) like, big deal. it's yeah, no big deal. It's but really like imagining like the angels dancing around his throne and kind of intense imagery that you'll find in like Revelation or Ezekiel right but I just like it because it makes me remember like oh this is God like right puts me in a state of awe and wonder and God would desire that we were constantly there constantly aware of his presence not just like oh yeah I'm living my life every day like work is number one and family is number one and providing is number one and socializing is number one, but actually like all of those things fall under the reality that I'm in the presence of God right yeah. now. Yeah. And that from that reality of being for me specifically in the throne room, everything else comes out of that. Like, okay, well right now I am beholding God Wow. and I'm also making coffee. Right. I'm also having a conversation with my parents. I'm also talking to my friends or hey, spending time with Bailey. And like, I think this realizing that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, like how this verse says, I want to live with him every moment in his house, beholding the marvelous beauty of Yahweh filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to contemplate in his temple, but us being the temple yeah, of the Holy Spirit and realizing that when you create these spaces inside of you with God, like the throne room being inside of me, like I think about the verse that says, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors and yeah. let the God of glory in who is the God of glory and like us being those ancient gates and ancient doors and us opening and allowing God to come through and speak through us. And so remembering that inside of us are these spaces. And when you, you're creating this like place of encounter that this is actually the reality, you know, like right, this we, is good. This we is operate good. in like earthly reality, but we are actually spiritual beings and our reality is the kingdom of heaven and we're just spending time on earth. And if you can start to spend enough time with God in these secret places, that reality starts to permeate this one and we renew our minds to our real reality, which is the kingdom of heaven. And I think when you become more aware of heaven and the presence of God than you are of earth, then those things start to bleed out and you're like, oh, I wouldn't 
react this way to something that's irritating me or bringing frustration the way I would before understanding that I'm actually in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like God calls us up higher, says that we're seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And if you start to meditate on that more and more and more and more and more enough to that, you're actually thinking about this space more than like just your regular life. Everything bleeds out of that place. So Right. It reminds me of Paul when he's like, I don't know if I was in body or if I was out of body. Like this is what yeah. this feels like. Mm-hmm. Like you're walking. I can't tell you how many times like as I've really exercised the discipline of Jesus, I'm in your presence. I'm quieting my thoughts. What do you want to say to me? So simple, right? Yeah. And he he shows up like because he wants to speak. And so he gives an encounter and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And then I'm getting ready for the day. And then I'm out somewhere and something happens that confirms my encounter. Like wow. yeah. I see maybe, sorry, I, it's hard to give it actually examples. I was going to try to give them, but they happen and you like can't make this stuff up. And I feel like I'm just making something up on the spot here. And right. it's it's too hard because it's too sacred. It's yeah. like, but you encounter something out in the, the natural world that reminds you of the encounter you just had. And now you're back in the encounter. Right. Like it's changing your filter. Like you're seeing things through the lens of how God spoke to you and how he encountered you. And it comes with visual imagery right. because we're seeing and taking in so many things and it's transforming us, you know? Yeah. Like I think a good example is I remember you had an, an encounter with God and in the encounter, he presented a mirror to you. There's, you know, a whole encounter here. And I had no idea, but later on in the day we were having a conversation and I said something about like, sis, look in the mirror, you know? And I was just being funny and playful. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? And it's like, that's simple. God presenting a mirror in an encounter, like you will see mirrors all day long, but immediately you see something that's normal and it's like, oh, I'm in heaven right now. Like I'm encountering God again. And that's something I wanted to clarify here too, because saying, oh, I'm seated in heavenly places. That's my reality more than here. I think it can come off like, oh, our heads are in the clouds. But I actually think that the more you're present in the realities with God, the more you become alive in this reality. Yeah, you're living in the spirit. And you're more present with the people in your life. Mm -hmm. You can actually see them and be like, oh, I know what's really going on and I can pay attention more closely. I can feel the love of God for you in a deeper Mm -hmm. way. It's not leaving this reality to be with God. It's by being in the presence of God, actually seeing earthly reality through clearer eyes and Mm -hmm. being more present, more alive, more available than your friendships and uh, relationships and more present in your job and having direction that's clearer for God from God in decisions that you're making in life. So it's not separating yourself from, you know, the life that we're living. It's actually in the immersion, in the presence of God, becoming more alive in mm-hmm. this reality right, for right. lack of better uh, terminology here. Right. Totally. It's so good. I, I've just seen it happen time and time again where he's confirming, again, talking about the importance of confirmation, feeling God's love, that he wants to speak to you. But the confirmations don't just bring the love. They're like, it, it draws you so much deeper into like, oh my gosh, I need to do this every day. I need to do this every back to contemplating every moment in his temple mm-hmm. because you're like, 
surrounded by heaven. Like your eyes are opening to the spirit around you when you're practicing this encounter space. And so yeah, I just love it. And I, I think it's important too in Matthew 6, 6, when it talks about go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who's in heaven and he'll, he'll see you, hear you versus this idea of contemplating in his temple. They're not necessarily opposing one another, but I think there's a different approach to them. Like the Matthew 6, 6 verse talks about going to pray to God. And I think what we're doing here, and we don't want to place a box on like if Holy Spirit is doing something different, listen to him, like shut the encounter off and follow him. If he's asking you to pray and intercede for something, do that. Mm. But our heart here is to, um, though Matthew 6, 6 is great, it's important to make, be making a practice of going into your room, shutting the door and praying to your father, mm-hmm. like spending time alone with him. That's kind of what this is getting at and praying and talking to him. We encourage that, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also equally important to go into your room and and wait on the Lord. Receive. And listen and receive. Yes, exactly. And I think prayer is more, unfortunately, maybe, I don't know if it's unfortunate or not, but us actively talking first and then creating a space where we listen to God. Sometimes. Sometimes, right. That's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. But contemplation or what we're doing through this podcast our our goal is to eat, like enter the presence of god contemplating basically saying like i'm here i'm with you what are you saying speak lord your servant is listening right yeah and then allowing him to lead wherever, wherever he wants to go so the concept of prayer and contemplation should go hand in hand and they should both be practiced but i think it's important because the concept, I, th- I at least this is my opinion and my own experience, this concept of the secret place comes from this idea of like, oh, I have to go and be in a quiet place with God and pray to him and be on my knees and interceding. And that's great and amazing. But the secret place we're talking to, just to clarify, are these spaces inside of you and these spaces inside of you are these encounters that you're having with God. This is our goal and this is our heart. And so I just wanted to touch on that just because I love both, but I think it's important to distinguish the two. Yeah. And I also just want to say that often in these spaces of encounter, which I think prayer is also an encounter with God, but these types of encounters in your holy or sanctified imagination, often God will bring revelation of who he is or what he's saying about you, who you are, that will lead into prayer where you're interceding in agreement with what God's saying. Like if God's like, oh, I've called you to be a leader, you come out of the encounter and say, God, make me a leader, refine me, give me your heart for the people that I'm leading. Give me eyes to see the ones that you want me to lead. It's like he's this, it's just creating conversation. And I think that often in prayer, we miss those moments of letting him speak to us. And this is just a tool, holy imagination in these spaces of encounter to give God room to speak. Because I think, like I said, often he'll speak and then you'll pray into the things that he's spoken to you. And mm-hmm. then it, you go back and forth and it's right. a flow of doing life mm-hmm. with Jesus. And you enter into this space of like, wow, this isn't just 
those moments when I have time to get away into, you know, closing the door and locking it and talking to God by myself. But now I'm like in a flow of right now, I feel like God's calling me to prayer and I'm actually yeah. feeling like he's calling me into encounter now. And I'm contemplating the things that he spoke to me today and that I want to pray into later. And it's creating life with him totally. instead of just like a token prayer or Sunday church attendance. You're becoming or coming into relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. coming into union with your creator, you know, and that's, that's really our desire for you, you know? Right. Yeah. I couldn't reiterate that enough. Like that's the whole point is for you to have an encounter with Jesus, plain Mm -hmm. and simple. Yeah. And I think I also want to encourage, encourage you, like as you were listening to the encounter, and you created a space with God. And maybe it was, like Gabrielle said in the encounter, maybe it was by the tree, in the water, or yeah. it was some peaceful place. If you go back and re-listen to the encounter, you can go somewhere else. You can do something new. And it's not like this structured formula of like, oh, now I can only see him in this one place. Like, Definitely not. It's open. And yeah. even... Like, you don't even have to go back and listen to the encounter. You can just be like, God, in the quiet, can you give me an image? Can you Yeah, where do you want to hang out today? Yeah, simplified. Like, the point is intimacy and relationship Mm -hmm. and simplicity with Jesus. And so I just wanted to say that it's important to not be religious about this. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole point is to just be intimate with Jesus. Yeah, and I think often you'll find that you'll think of a space like, I like the ocean and I like to think about the ocean, and Jesus will lead you elsewhere. And you're like, whoa, I'm seeing, like you took me somewhere else. And I also like, I want to touch on, Bailey had some encounters a while ago where she was like, I feel like Jesus is always taking me places and showing me things, but... I want to show him some of my favorite oh, things yeah. and decided to tell Jesus literally like this is so relational and I love this when you mm-hmm. told me this it felt like breaking something off of me and I think it's mm-hmm. so if you don't mind me sharing or maybe yeah, you totally. can share it specifically it's okay you go for it <laughs> okay like she 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 just took God to some of the places that were like special to her like this is my church and I love the people here. Like just imagining the church and like showing Jesus or she, at this time we weren't roommates and she was like, look at, this is where my best friend lives. Or this is when I was growing up where I I played outside. Oh my gosh. I'm not. (laughs) I don't want to give away too many of Bailey's childhood secrets. I really was going to. Um, but yeah, just like really looking at it, like a friendship, like if you have a favorite coffee shop we have here in the Pacific Northwest, we love coffee shops. But if you go somewhere and you're like, wow, this is my favorite coffee shop. You can literally say, Jesus, like in your quiet time with him, like, let's go to my favorite coffee shop. I want to take you there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so relational and we don't want you to get stuck in a box. The idea of this secret place encounter is just to uh, start to exercise your muscle of creating space with him. But please, we'd love for you to go everywhere else and not get stuck in the examples that we've given. These are just baby steps for you to take and please go further and 
Let him take you places that you can't even imagine, like places like outer space, you know, let him show you what it looks like to be in outer space, right? you know, encounter him or wherever, you know, like I'm trying to think of like really out there things like how fun would it be to let Jesus in your imagination, you know, take you and become the size of like a cell and look at like Ah, molecules or like, you know, like photons of light. Like, I don't know. There's really the possibilities are endless and God is the creator and will co-create with you as you create space for him to. Yeah. I think this is so elementary in the Mm -hmm. best way because I, I almost can hear some people maybe listening, like saying like, this is weird. This doesn't actually feel like, what's the point? Why would I do this? Like, mm. shouldn't he tell me something about my future? Shouldn't he, like some like serious tone, like shouldn't Jesus be the, the guy who's like eyes of flaming fire and like he telling is, he me is. to go to all the nations and right. bring the gospel, which, which he is. So is. True. And he does. He is, yeah. But he's multifaceted. He is. And I think I would encourage the listener, if this feels like you, maybe you're not like even critical about what we're talking about, but you're just like, I, this is different. I've never heard this. Go. Like, I dare you. Just ask, ask him. Jesus. Yeah. And here's my encouragement. At our church, we, in, in, the, in the kids program, we actually have the kids spend time in worship, and then they have secret place time with God. Hmm. And then they take turns sharing what they saw in their secret place or what God told them. Yeah. And if we are modeling this in our church for the young generations, and this is what we're building their foundation on, we can't let go of the heart of being like a child, hmm. wonder and delight. Because honestly, in some of these encounters, like, okay, Jesus, take me down to the size of a cell. <laughs> he might not say anything profound, but what happens inside it, or he might, maybe yeah. he will, like, who knows? Gosh, but, might show you something. Right. He's that he's you mystery. don't even know about. Yeah, you, you, know? Don't, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, I love the idea of like finding scientific solutions like this. Like, right. Jesus, take me into a virus and show me how to get rid of it, how to, I don't, I don't have the terminology here, but gosh, what if we use these spaces for, for God to speak solutions? Like, show me cancer cells and how you would get rid of them on a molecular level. Yeah. Like, I, I think that, what we desire here is for intimacy and relationship, but Jesus has so much. God has so much for you. And right. these are just examples of ways that he can speak. And he wants to give us direction totally. and solutions. And mostly he wants us to understand his love and to move from there. And I think mm-hmm. usually, especially when we first begin encountering him like this, it starts with understanding his love because once you understand that he loves you, accepts you and that he made you, that he sees you with pure eyes and that you are pure to him, then you can build and receive from him. When he says truths over you, you'll believe them, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And I think even if he, he doesn't necessarily speak something, you walk out of an encounter and you're like, I don't feel like he really spoke anything crazy profound to me or he gives you a download for how like how to combat cancer. Like th- that's the reality of our God. Yeah. We're just coming to have relationship and intimacy. We're not actually coming for 
to receive anything other than his presence, right? And he's so loving and he always wants to speak to us anyway. But even if you walk out of an encounter and you're like, I don't really know if anything crazy profound happened, but it was fun. And it, it really made me closer to Jesus. Like his goal is delight. Yeah, and literally, you just said it. Like, it made me closer to Jesus. The reality of that is closer to the creator of everything that we know, Mm -hmm. everything that exists, every thought. You know, like, even if you come out just closer to Jesus, like, gosh, thank God that you got to get closer to God, the Most High, the one who laid his life down for you. You know, it's literally everything. It's what we were made for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we know the scripture of the children inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. And the whole point is being in the presence of God. And what does that look like? And I think God loves when we approach him like children. Mm -hmm. And when we have wonder and delight flying around in our spirit, it it changes. Like, talking back to the fruit, like it, it literally changes the way we're, like you were talking about, viewing our situations and our circumstances. And it all was just because Jesus this is my favorite coffee shop. Come see it in my imagination, you know? Right. And it's opening yourself up to him, letting right. him in to spaces that you love because he loves the things that you love. Totally. Yeah. I think being like a child is, is so key. Um, Yeah. So do you have any more comments before we kind of close here? Anything else that you want to touch on? Yeah, I think one last thing was something I've learned is as I've gone to a ton of different encounter spaces with Jesus at this point, because I'm really exercising this discipline that I've I've really made it a discipline in my life. um, I've begun to notice that Oftentimes, places that I see, um, like, Jesus, let's, what does this look like? Or I'm asking him to give me a vision about a scripture, and, and he gives me a landscape, like, scenery for it, or that we could consider a secret place at least. I've began to notice that it reflects the season I'm in. And mm-hmm. he's speaking, he begins to speak to me based on where he places me, mm-hmm. or it reveals where my heart is. Like when I'm, when I project something on the eyes of like out of the eyes of my imagination into the spirit, it it speaks to where my heart is. Like Mm -hmm. I'll give an example. Recently I've been really feeling like God is speaking hope over me. Mm -hmm. John 10, 10 life and life abundantly. And Mm -hmm. so it's a super like mountaintop season, right? It's exciting. And he's really done a lot of work in me where he's restored my hope and, removed disappointment and for those of you who feel like you're in this season I'm with you I'm praying for you but I I speak the truth and the life of John 10 10 over you that he comes with Mm -hmm. life and life abundant and even though it doesn't look like it right now he's drawing you into a place of a John 10 10 season and anyway so I really felt like I'm like, God, you're, you're really drawing me into hope. And a couple of days passed and I, it, it's important to not even just give God space and say like, okay, I'm here. I want to encounter you, but leaning in at every point in the day back to meditating every moment in his temple. But like 
when you're doing the dishes, leaning in, Jesus, what are you saying right now? Mm-hmm. And often when what I catch is I'll be doing the dishes or cleaning or something and I feel the spirit and I'm like, oh, I feel what hope feels like. And mm-hmm. whether wow. it's like for a couple seconds or not, you know, I don't know how long mm-hmm. it, it's hard because you can't like put a thumb on how long Holy Spirit is going to give you an experience like this, you know? Yeah, raise your awareness of his presence. Totally. It's you, like, coming into understanding that he's so present and speaking something. Totally. And so I, I was just, like, feeling his presence. And then I was like, I'm just going to spend some time with him. And I had, I remembered a dream he gave me from probably a year ago. And it was just overlooking the ocean. Super simple. But I was sitting on a, on a balcony and had an open vision in the dream and saw the ocean and there was like a sunset, like your typical beautiful ocean scene. And I turned soaking worship on. It like rotated through and there was an ocean one and it came on and Mm -hmm. I felt the presence of hope and he was drawing me in and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is going to be my new secret place. Like Mm -hmm. when I meditated in the morning, I was like, okay, God, I know that you, your grace is teaching me what hope looks like. Mm. So let me envision what hope looks like. And I would see the ocean and re relive all of this experience all over again. Mm. And so I think God wants to establish secret places based on what he's trying to speak to you in the season. Like maybe you're in a season of inner healing. Praise God. That's the best Mm. season. Honestly, I think walking through inner healing was the most fruitful season of my life. Yeah, me too. But walking... In a season of inner healing, you might picture like he restores your soul, Psalm 23, and mm-hmm. you're sitting by the quiet water. You're sitting in a pasture with Jesus, and maybe he doesn't say anything, but he just shows up, and this is your secret place. You know, like I think he wants to co labor with us. Like it's not even necessarily God give me something, but saying, like, this is how I'm feeling, and this is what I would imagine this to feel or look like, or it gives me language, visual language for what I'm feeling on my in my heart on the inside mm-hmm. and then allowing him to speak. Because so often he speaks new things to me. Like you think about Peter walking on the water and I'm seeing the ocean and I'm like, oh, he's also speaking to me about faith. You know, like yeah. it expands and mm-hmm. he's just such an expansive God. And so I just wanted to touch on the reality that your secret place might change multiple times based on the season that you're in. Right. So, yeah. But to end this, unless you have final thoughts. Oh, I think I just want to bless you in in your encounters. I think like coming out of the first one and establishing a secret place and going into our next encounter, which I'll just tell you that it's about Jesus I just bless you to be awake to the presence of God. I bless your spirit to be aware of God speaking to you and bless you with new childlike wonder and excitement and hunger for the presence of God and hope that you're continually growing in this ability to see God in these ways, that God is encountering you more, that you are having a raised awareness of his presence in your life. Just speaking these things over you as you listen and um, believing in faith with you right now that God is actually opening up the eyes of your imagination to encounter him in new ways. Yeah, totally. Yes and amen. Yeah. Yes and amen. (laughs) Okay, Gab, what was your favorite part of this encounter? Oh, oh man. Um, 
I think my favorite part oh, is honestly just the very beginning. Imagining like opening up the door and Jesus, like that first image of Jesus being at the door to your heart. And he's mm-hmm. like, hi, yeah. I've been waiting. Like right. so excited, like eyes just full of love. And I think like he's, it's so fun to picture Jesus because I always have difficulty picturing Jesus. That probably sounded like an oxymoron, but it's fun because it's like, okay, he's meek and humble and gentle and kind, but his eyes are burning like fire and he's intense and courageous and bold. And I'm like, just looking at him and trying to see all of these things at once. And all of those things are underneath just the reality that he's just standing there and excited, like, you open the door for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And the feeling of his light hitting you, being drenched in the light of his love and feeling perfect love wash over you as you open the door to him standing there and him desiring to come in. So I think this was definitely my favorite part of the encounter. I think the rest is so fun. It's fun to create landscapes, but Jesus is the reason for these places. And totally. Anyway, so yeah, I think it was fun leading into this part of the encounter. Right. Yeah. yeah what about you? Honestly, the same. Yeah. Not to just steal your answer, but that was my favorite part. Having the mm. revelation of not having, even though I want to continue to ask, seek and knock, it was really cool to envision Jesus asking, can I have the door to your heart? Mm-hmm. Seeking out the door, coming to the doorstep. Mm-hmm. and knocking and yeah. opening the door. It's just like drama and it's it fun. Is. It's so good. And it's honestly a reflection of his heart towards yeah. us. And so it was my favorite. Love favorite that. Part. Yeah, I love how you call it drama. You'll probably hear us say this <laughs> often because I think we describe God as dramatic, but it's in the most positive way because I think we we love drama. Like I love drama. in the most positive way because I think mm-hmm. I think God is dramatic. He wrote a whole story, spent eternity on or what feels like an eternity to okay. us, I guess, on each one of us creating us. Like he's not like bland. He's dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's just kind of giving you insight to our language and what we mean when we say things like that because it's like one of the most positive attributes I think in my opinion, I feel like you feel the same way about right. God. Like, But totally. I think drama means like you care. There's deep passion. Right. And yeah. I'm dramatic. That. I'm dramatic. I'm, I'm not so as dramatic, dramatic as Bailey, but. That's not true. It's <laughs> probably true. I think you're. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> well, guys, do you have anything else that you want to say here? No, I was just going to say love you guys. Yeah, really do love you. Um Just want to, again, open the door if you have encounters that you want to share with us or questions about something that you experienced in an encounter or anything else that you just want to reach out about, please send us a message on our Instagram for now. It's the, T-H-E dot ruminate dot podcast. Um, And we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Remember, guys, he's alive. He's speaking and he wants to encounter you. The king is waiting.